The Movie Hour, episode 151, September 29th, 2011. The following hour programming may contain some movie spoilers and definitely will contain some swearing. Listener discretion is advised. Good evening all and welcome to tonight's episode, Winona Ryder's Frequent Flyer Movie Hour. I'm your host, Greg Maloney. We have a magical night ahead of us tonight, but before the fun begins, the super fun, I have the privilege of introducing my usual co-hosts, my brother James, and successful soccer coach Jeff. Thanks for joining me tonight, fellas. How's it going, everybody? I haven't talked to you in a week or something. Yeah, about that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> excited about this episode. Very excited. Good. I've got a, I have a great story, and I don't know if we want to get um, Jeff's a successful soccer coach now because his team uh, is now one and zero because the other team forfeited. It's a long <laughs> story. Forfeited, yeah. yeah. Might be the only game my team wins all season, but uh, <laughs> we're proud of him. Showing up is half the battle. That's what right. I told him all today. Well, hundred really percent of the battle in this case. It really yeah, is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes it's none of the battle, and other times it's hundred percent. You average it out to half. If you don't mind, Jeff, can we get just the mascot, the mascot of the school? Is that possible? Would you really like to know? Yeah, I do because I want to know how awesome it is. Hey, hang on one second. <laughs> it it is the Argonaut. The Argonauts? Wow. <laughs> the Argonaut. That's what man. <laughs> school school. I, w- I wouldn't show up against the Argonauts either. Right. No, no, either way. Throw way. that boat. I have um the the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about school is because I have a school story. I am um, and as a hobby of mine, I do some taping for school events and i had to go to a uh, local school around here and this was during school this was like one o'clock so school's in people were running around i had to go to the main office and as i walked in there was uh it was like the passing period so people were going from one class to the other and i walk into the hallway and i hear some music which was immediately recognizable walk into the office i'm like is that the Harry Potter theme song I hear, like the theme music going on in the background, theme song, but a musical score. Nice. Yeah, the score in the background. And she's like, was, yeah, this, you know, the secretary goes, yeah, uh, Harry Potter is the theme for homecoming this year. What? And I was just like, wow, that is amazing. Harry Potter is. This is a high school? This is a high school. This is wow. a high school. What goes with that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's going to happen at their homecoming? Who knows? Magic is. It, <laughs> lots of magical evening. Lots of love potions. There's going to be floating candles up in the sky and stuff. And I don't yeah, know. Whoever's awesome. Whoever's planning that party has got a, got their work cut out for them. But I, this is how movies Best affect their lives. They're affecting the children and our children's children. And we got to keep a tab on them. And I found it very interesting that uh, Harry Potter was still that significant and to the point where it was actually like a homecoming theme. And I was trying to, then I immediately thought of like, okay, what was my home? What were our homecoming themes? And I don't remember any of them being anything special or anything weird, like a movie, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just uh, don't remember those great times as much as the next person, but I found it very interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought I'd share that with you guys. Are you happy that I shared it with you? I'm surprised that they're into that. I don't know. Just seems weird to me. High school. Because it's for fucking nine-year-olds and not high schoolers. Yeah. Certainly not adults. <laughs> I mean, you know, I enjoy the movies at all, but to have a 
high school homecoming theme for it. Which know. also reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time a high school kid said, this is so gay at the Harry Potter <laughs> I would be a rich, rich man. By the way, I don't advocate for anyone using that phrase. I'm just saying it's going to get said a lot. I, I, um, it reminds me of a friend of the show, John, who worked at a Catholic school. Uh, very conservative and they're they're talking about magic and how just the immediately the the principles just like uh there's nothing magical about this blah 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 and just completely condemned harry potter series stuff like that it was really funny but yeah apparently that was great somebody said something about like did this just magically appear like i'm like you don't like the word magical i love that yeah somebody put a bumper sticker on his car it's like oh yeah i got mine someone magically put it on my car yeah principal was like uh there's nothing magic about it (laughs) And then the other uh, story that's also Harry Potter related was someone had knew his name or you know asked him the origin of his name. He's like, oh yeah, the only other time I've seen it was in a Harry Potter book. And the lady was like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, which, that's is, which is weird because it's actually a relatively common Welsh name. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic name. John, if you're listening, which by the way, I I've been actually getting uh, more and more notices, more and more people are listening. Uh, friend of the show, Matt, well now friend of the show, Matt has been listening periodically, and I'm uh, I'm happy to have him on board. And I should also mention on a tangent that I'm also happy that the Lions are three and zero this week. Keep the yes, going. keep How it crazy as this. Yeah. The Tiger season wrapping up, playoffs starting next weekend. Keep it rolling. Keep it. Is rolling. it next weekend or this weekend? Well, sorry. I this is, gets into a whole nother discussion. Gotcha. This weekend coming up next weekend. Yeah, this coming weekend. Yeah, this this weekend. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm on Jim's team. Next weekend means next weekend. That that means that means right. that means the weekend following this weekend. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. The ending of the week we are in is this, week. this weekend, and I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I. I do. Never mind. I'm not going to argue it right now. I'm not going to argue it right now. We have more important things to discuss. More important. Like going to Lion King. Who's in? Yeah, Lion King. Apparently, everybody took my advice and went to the Lion King after last episode. It uh, also took number one this weekend. Congratulations, yeah, I'm Lion going. King 3D. Here's what's interesting, though, and I, I didn't even know this until Jim was talking about it before the show, that they are adding on the Lion King 3D sales, this remastering, which is, you know, what when was the original release date? Like 94 or something? 91 mm, sure no um 93 or four sounds right we're gonna have to get the the interns on that but it it's getting yeah 94 it's getting added on to the original box office numbers which i guess makes sense considering now movies that come out in 3d they did that and with star wars Marvel. yeah star oh. wars is a beneficiary of it right but that was what Re- it was a remastering, I guess there were some. In- there like, was the special edition. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it is kind of similar. Kind of. Yeah. Um, kind of pisses me off. Yeah, so. Lion King will be top ten by the end of the weekend, I'm guessing, and it started at 21st or something. Top ten of what? The all time. Really? Yeah, it's I, I up like 10 or 11 spots because of this. That's crazy. Yeah. And I wonder if it's just somebody that's got some crazy idea that they want to put Lion King at number one. There's just some asshole out there's like, I want Lion King to be the best. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is an asshole. Out there, well, but... There's some nefarious like guy in a <laughs> yeah. basement someplace yeah. with a with a bunch of his name is in Uncle front Scar. Of him. <laughs> God, this is Greg's universe that he lives in. Dude, seriously. I have a really hard time getting through day to day. I don't know if you guys know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if life was so troubled. 
Uh, you guys go get your Star Wars Blu-rays yet? Lock knife. <laughs> Even talk. Yeah, I did not get my Star Wars. So, I was told. I was told something. Um, that uh, in the final scene of Return, well, not the final final scene, but in one of the final scenes of Return of the Jedi, when Darth Vader is like having this like silent crisis, and he's like looking back and forth yep, between yep. Luke, mm-hmm. that that scene gets changed somehow, and that like Vader start like talks his way through it. In case you were too stupid to figure out that he was having, like, <laughs> oh really? There's like a monologue going on. <laughs> Well, yeah, instead of an internal monologue, here? it becomes like a monologue. Wow. My son, the emperor. My son, the emperor. Right. Yeah. Something. I. I don't know. I, I'm. It's probably going to be a while before I actually watch these. But yeah, that's that's. There's one thing that I saw in the commercial that brings joy to my heart. And when I was a kid, I I have this memory of seeing the scene with Luke Skywalker in the beginning of Star Wars, the original one, Episode Four, and he's on Tatooine beginning of the movie and he's got his little binoculars or whatever and he's looking up at the sky and watching the battle between Leia's ship and the Star Destroyer that is catching her and capturing her and I've always had that memory in my head and I don't know why and you know never don't know how I got there and there's a scene in the commercial that makes me believe that that might be one of the scenes that are adding to it. So I don't know if I saw, like, they had a special edition on TV once or something, but I've been talking about this for years, so now I'm like, oh, God, maybe I'm not crazy. So this that's the one thing I'm looking forward to, is finding out if that is, in fact, that scene. That that's pretty bizarre. That's, it's you weird. Know, I have a question for you. You yeah. said when you were a, a, a kid. Yeah. You mean when you were 54, right? Because right. You were exactly what I mean. And Star Wars is not even that old. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, James Carroll. You're getting pretty old. Uh, you might want to get your ducks in a row at this point. Like, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm getting so old. I mean, it's you know, it's my mind playing tricks on me. You know, am I just making up this memory now? It's been so many years, and no one's been able to confirm this with me. So, hopefully, uh, George can give me some sanity back. You have the you have the set on DVD, right? Yes. All right. So you will not be that. And according to your rules, you will not be purchasing the Blu-rays. Correct. Interesting. I don't need them on Blu-ray. Very interesting. I'm, I'm a Blu-ray if I don't have it, but if I already own it, I'm not going to change over my collection for it. What if there's a really great special feature that you're not familiar with? Like, for instance, the latest, latest um, nude scene. Krillian Corvette getting shot at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to know if it exists, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, there should... With all this Star Wars discussion, we should definitely get a shout out to Joshua from uh, Mr. Josh, co-host of the show. Sometimes special special guest. He po- posted a video on Gungabit.com of somebody did a video of a, spe- a faux pa- a faux pa- a faux special spe- uh, special features of Porkins being in uh, some extra scenes, and it's it's fantastic. It it's That's fantastic. brilliant, Jack Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't see it yet. Oh, it's oh, pretty cool. Oh, wow, you need a Jesus. Yeah. Where have you it's been? not very long either. It's like a minute and a half. Like right? I know you have some oh, serious man. soccer coaching to do. I know you have some serious soccer coaching to do, but wow, you got to watch it. You, like we're, we might have to take a break and, and watch it in a minute, but yeah, fantastic stuff. All fantastic stuff. But uh, th- before you go check that video out, Jeff, please help us out here. Um, it's movie review time. And I have a movie review, but I, I figured I'd give somebody else a turn. Uh, oh, I want to go first. Oh, Jim, you have a movie review? Not exactly. Is this another like you'd start describing it as Fallout Three? No, no, I'm I'm gonna tell you what it is right off the bat. Oh. So you know, I haven't watched a movie again. It's mm. it's a bad time of year for me. Football season started up. I'm in the middle of a video game, and it's TV season, and I am a TV watcher. And friend of the show, Zoe Deschanel, 
has a new TV show out. Oh yeah, uh, the new girl, I believe it's called. Uh, saw the commercials, didn't look very promising. I figured, okay, it's Zoe. I'll give her a chance. Watched the first episode, and it probably is the worst TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow, it was horrible. She, they've got Zoe, or at least in the first episode, acting like she's like Jim Carrey, doing like bad physical stick, and like at one point she does like she tries to pretend she's a cartoon and does like the popping of eyes and raises her glasses and like a almost Marx Brothers type way. It's the whole thing's horrible. All of her co-stars are sophomore idiots, uh, including Damon Wayans Jr., who I didn't no know. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, it was awful. I couldn't, I could not believe how bad it was. I was just hoping for a little bit of cuteness or something, you know, just something. And it, yeah, it was a little, bad. a nip slip or something. Just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I hoped her charisma and personality would just force a little bit of, you know, love for it. But yeah, it, it was bad. Now, yeah, to give my, some... uh, my fiance, if, if, if I could chime in real yeah. quick, DVR one of the, I think it was the second episode, um, and I, I sort of walked into it, and we were we were watching it together, and um, about probably like before the first commercial break, we she said something along the lines of like I'm kind of embarrassed for Zoe Deschanel yeah. right now. Like yeah. it's that bad. It's it, it is. I don't know if I'd say it's the worst thing I've ever seen on TV because. There's way worse shit out there, but it's it's not good. Right. I was going to yeah. say, for some reference here, James, what is the second worst thing you've seen on TV? <sighs> oh, wow. Um, first thing that pops in your head, go. Probably something reality-based. I hate reality television. So you're saying, like, like if it's up to you, if, if your option is watch the new Ashton Kutcher-infused Two and a Half Men. Yes, or- I would watch that. Jesus, I don't know yeah. if I go that far. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, I am going to give it a few more episodes to attempt to win me over, but yeah, if it doesn't get any better, I won't be watching it. Fuck TV, man. Although <laughs> Your I... standards are absolutely ridiculous, by the way. It's the worst are? thing I've ever seen on TV ever. I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> I might give it a second. It's just the first episode, so I'm. It's Zoe. I'm giving. I'll give her a chance. I, I mean, good on you for that. If, that just the pilot. Way. If the pilot can't win you over, I think that might be a good sign. Like, well, know. I'm always one that I don't know. There's just so many shows out there that get canceled pretty quickly that we always, you know, say, oh, you know, that should have been given a chance or you know something like that. So you know, I'm just giving her her a do, you know, before I canceler in my heart we're a throwaway culture jim we're a throwaway culture yeah <laughs> uh, jeff i'm still in love with zoe it's just uh yeah zoe's all right whatever uh jeff movie review what you got um i saw um well i saw two movies but I, i'm only gonna really talk about one i saw machete which yes. was exactly what you'd expect it to be sort of funny because the entire plot is like very pro like i mean obviously there's not it's it's not like very deep or meant to be very deep in any way but like the the plot line is very pro um like uh immigrant and uh and like it all, all like illegal immigrant um a lot of the plot line has to do with like the bad guys are trying to build a fence on the like an electric electric fence on the border and like it's it but um it's it, but 
it's just wrought with horrible, horrible stereotypes of Mexicans, which is, it's kind of an interesting um, give and take. So there was like a, uh, there was actually like a semi deep political message to it. No, okay. I mean, it was the, the the political message was was very hammer you over the head with it. Okay. Like, people that don't like immigrants are bad people and they're evil and they're drug runners and stuff. And, but then like the, anything you actually looked at was just like a horrible, horrible, horrible stereotype. And, uh, so that was kind of funny. Hmm. Um, at any rate, Oh, uh, Lindsay Lohan gets naked in it, which is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> kind of odd. Fantastic. I also saw Win Win, which is a Paul Giamatti movie that came out earlier this year. I don't think there was a uh, a very like big wide theatrical release. It's directed by Thomas McCarthy, and it starred also um, Amy Ryan and uh, and this kid who hasn't really been in anything. And I'll talk a little bit more about him later. But the kid's name is Alex uh, Schaffer Schaefer, um, as the main characters, and the story is in. Uh, it got pretty good like Metacritic reviews and it was actually um, the reason the, the thing I wanted to talk about most is that this is the first movie that I got from like one of those convenience store or like um, what, what do you call like the the thing you go the to your local Kroger. Style, like, yeah, the vending yeah. machine style. It wasn't a red box, but it was just like a red box um, for a dollar. And I, I'm totally sold. This is much better. So um so yeah, anyway. Um saw this movie and it's about Paul Giamatti who is a like sort of a floundering lawyer who um deals with like estate stuff like he he represents like uh people old people who um like who don't want to be What's that? Foreclosures and whatnot, or uh, no, no, more like um, who don't want to become wards of the state, like who okay, are going right. crazy but don't want to like that, but want to stay in their own like homes or that sort of thing. Anyway, um, like will stuff and things like that, but right. he's not doing that well, and uh, so he winds up um, sort of roundabout through that meeting. And there's also like a moral crisis where he uh, he sort of takes this old guy's money and um, isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing with it. But anyway, um, he, he winds up meeting this kid. He's also a wrestling coach at a local high school because he used to like wrestling. And he winds up meeting this kid who is like a total fuck up, but he he's an awesome, awesome, awesome wrestler. So he like enrolls him in the high school and like lets him live with him because the kid's mom's uh, a disaster and she lives in Ohio and this takes place in New Jersey. And um, he is like sort of like he, he he's sort of using this kid in a way to like, I don't know, live vicariously through him <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and help out his his failing wrestling team. So. um. The kid that they got to play the wrestler, uh, Alex Schaefer, has never been in anything. And I look, when I looked him up on IMDb, the reason he's never been in anything, and actually I was talking about this when we watched the movie, he's actually just like the New Jersey State wrestling champ, like high school wrestling. <laughs> that's champ. awesome. That's so that's how they found the kid. So actually, is it based in, is like the story supposed to be in New Jersey too? Or yeah, no? story's okay. in New Jersey, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and he's not, he's not terrible either, which is kind of funny. Like you expect him to be real bad and he's not, um, I don't know. You know, I think I'm kind of off Paul Giamatti is sort of my takeaway from this because I feel like 
he just plays the same character in everything. It's like a guy that makes some bad decisions, but you're supposed to like him anyway when he comes out of it because like you feel like he's the everyman or something right. like that. And it's I don't know. It's just it's it's gotten a little stale. And this uh, when I get done watching it, like you know, it was okay, and there were a couple funny parts. Oh, by the way, I, I wanted to mention um, Bobby Cannavale is in this. Um, yeah, that's my first question. Yeah, station agent. He is the he is once again the shining star of this small awesome. role. But really, really good. He um he plays Paul Giamatti's like old friend whose wife has just left him, and he's like looking for some meaning. So he helps like assistant coaching the wrestling team, and he's like <laughs> totally gung ho about it. And he's he it's it's kind of similar to the station agent role. He, he's very good. Um, but uh, I mean, for the most part, like my takeaway was it sort of like plot wise just reminded me of a romantic comedy. Cause you like, you're just waiting or like a bad romantic comedy. Like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time. You see the entire plot arc from the beginning and you're just waiting for it to happen. Like you're like, okay, when's the, you know, when's the, when's the bad thing that he did going to catch up with him so that he can atone and, and right. know, have the redemption right. at the end of the movie. And so it wasn't bad like at all. And it's, it's definitely a good, like I'm bored and i you know or like a even like a like a date thing it's 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 entertaining and it's 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 i guess somewhat heartwarming and um it's got a couple of funny things and bobby cannavale is good in it but overall no stamp of approval i confess i'm really really bored right yeah. uh two other things jeffrey tambor and burt young burt young being Polly from the rocky series is he even a guy <laughs> is he like a big guy in this movie or what um <laughs> Kind of. He's he's an old guy that uh is, is sort of got like uh like dementia that okay. Paul Giamatti is linked to. Um and Jeffrey Tambor is Jeffrey Tambor is actually pretty good in this too. He's the other assistant wrestling coach who Bobby Cannavale's like kinda trying to like butt out a little like it's sort of like like he joins up and, and there's like this sort of power struggle. It's and Jeffrey Tambor is pretty good in it. Yeah. Good news. That's fantastic news. Win win. What how'd you end up catching it anyways? Uh yeah, it was. It was just, uh, hey, we're at the we're at the grocery store or whatever. Let's right. I think I had seen like a commercial for it, and I thought, you know, like Paul Giamatti, uh, and it, you know, it was uh, it was a Sundance selection, I think. So I, I I tend to put some stock in that sort of shit. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. I'm looking at uh the director Tom McCarthy. Yeah. And he did the Station Agent, so it doesn't make sense that. Uh, uh Canavelli's in it but he's in a lot of like as an act he's an actor turned director yeah yeah he's in a lot of stuff I didn't realize he did the station agent that's yeah. interesting I should have known that yeah. sorry did no. not do my research <laughs> you sorry. failed well like we have a team of interns working on it as you're discussing it so they start handing me stuff and like it's it's nobody's fault really it's probably the intern's fault actually where they'll probably get some lashings for this but um wow he did the visitor also which was uh academy award nominee if I'm not mistaken oh well, I saw that one Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I think I think you reviewed it, didn't you? I did. <laughs> yeah, when was that? When was that a last movie review? Quite a, a it while. could have been. <laughs> <I'm going>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I caught a movie as well. I I was I got this movie a long time ago. I cycled DVDs constantly at the house, and I've I ended up. Uh, it's called Perfect Blue, and then I this was actually when I was on my animation kick, and I want to tell Jeff immediately. You're not. What? Not on an animation kick? You're not, yeah, you're not on an animation kick. I, I like animated movies. Okay, give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, Have you seen The Lion phase, King in 3D right? yet? I've seen The Lion King in 3D. Don't shoot, <laughs> Don't shoot me. Um, I have not seen it, but 
Now, Little Mermaid in 3D, I'll check that out immediately. But like, well, yeah, <laughs> for the same reason I went and saw Piranha 3D. Uh, mm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Perfect Blue. It's old school, super old school. Well, probably probably more old school than Jim. Not really though. And it was uh, a movie I ended up catching because there was a a list of anime movies. This was actually with the Grave of the Fireflies and just a list of. I don't want to say like bucket list, but movies you want to see animated before, you know, you're, not you die, but you have to see them. You got to see them. They're, they're critically acclaimed and very interesting. And Perfect Blue is on that list. It was a 1997 movie from uh, Japan based on a novel of the same title. And it's pretty much like, it's a story that uh, follows like a retired Japanese pop singer turned actress named Mima. Very, very interesting. Um, while she, like, during this process, she goes from being a pop star and then immediately jumps into being this actress. And you see the struggle of her trying to, like, find her identity from starting here and moving to this point and her uh, her handlers, her agents trying to, like, coerce her and take into these, these new roles as an actress. And um, as she's doing this, she starts re- receiving these threats, not necessarily death threats, but threats about leaving her old pop group and she also realizes she's being stalked it's um this animated movie is kind of kind of dark it's not really for kids by the way um and the movie the her first role as an actress is like a um straight to to video movie and uh between her character on set uh which is like a girl with uh, multiple personality disorder and her personal life um, she sort of fights to distinguish reality from her nightmares. It's it all gets pretty pretty wacky. It's um, I, I really like the movie, but I, I need to see it again. There's a lot of a lot of misleading um, visuals and dialogue you have to go through, and it's it's um, man, it's sort of tough to describe. It's a uh, it's the, the thing I liked it about a lot. The director Satoshi Kon, I think is how you pronounce it. As the character is realizing that there are issues with her trying to decide what's real and what's not at the same time the director and the writer set you up to know that you are also starting to doubt what they showed you before as reality and as the character goes through the problems you as the viewer go go through those same exact issues it's sort of like an a la fight club situation as the story progresses you start realizing more and more what the problems are and you start distrusting what you saw before and what the reality is. Um, what is that noise? Is that somebody eating peanuts or something? I uh, don't know. <laughs> Jeff's Jeff's doing something important in the background. Uh, but it's a uh, it's a really interesting movie. I it's got uh, there's some serious violence and there's some um, there's some nudity involved. Like her trying to find her way to being an actress like she ends up doing some like nude shoots and stuff like that and it's a really it's an interesting movie but the the dialogue falls short which i kind of blame on um the trans like loss in translation effect from japanese to english this was english dubbed when i saw it and uh yeah i would check it out i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for anybody i know it's a 1997 so movie. the whole i call it a gimmick but uh, right. the whole thing about you know the directors you know kind of not showing you what you thought you were seeing that didn't bother you at all no it didn't i think because yeah. they do enough where they they show you they don't 
they don't complete they don't mislead you. I hate it when you're misled and you're sort of lied to. This is a situation where they give you they give you clues on what's real and what's not. Like for instance, the the what they end up twisting on you is when you're watching it, you see her and you think she's in character on the T like on this movie set, and then they immediately transpose it with a scene of her in her room waking up and talking to like a roommate. And it's all, it's actually, it's almost like a psychological thriller. I know it's sort of, sort of odd for an animated movie, but that's, that's the situation. And, um, the director who also, for those in, interested in Japanese animation, uh, also directed, uh, Paprika and it's a, oh, I've seen Paprika. Yeah. And it's, so this guy's, he's obsessed. I don't want to say he's obsessed, but he's interested in just the mind's control of reality versus, you know, what's true and what's not. And, um, gotcha. Fucking weird Japanese people. Dude, it's amazing. Like, every time I watch a Japanese movie, I'm like, these guys are smarter than us. These guys are amazing. Uh, I need to go to Japan. Smarter than us, they should have come up with a nuclear bomb first. (laughs) (laughs) I almost got my nose. Wow. Uh, yeah, if they were smart, they would have gotten a German to come build them a bomb, just like we did. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's um. Maybe we should edit that out. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really think that. I do think they're smarter than us. Yeah, it was. It's a good movie, and like it again. It's not for children, but anybody, anybody that wants to watch an animated movie, that's you know, it's interesting. It's a little mind bending. It's uh, I, I need to see. I want to see it again, and luckily I have it, so I can see it again, and. uh yeah, a fantastic movie, and I actually haven't seen Paprika, so I'll uh, I'm gonna be checking oh. it out. And uh, if you've seen it, you like, does it sound similar? Like I know that that was yeah, somewhat somewhat similar. Yeah, Paprika is more about like dreams, I think. Okay. Um, and right. it's it's sort of got that um, like like almost Inception type thing where it's like like there 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 are these dream machines and so on and so forth that people get put into. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fantastic movie. Check it out. Check it out if you want to see it. a weird animated foreign film. Uh, James, again, it's dubbed, so I don't know if that's ten percent or not, but uh, you could it could be up your alley. I'll give it six point eight out of ten. When it, that's for dubbed movies, foreign dubbed movies is six point eight. This, this one in particular. Okay, interesting. I, I only have the IMDb rating to you know go off of, so I just took ten percent off. And I'll, 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 Based on nothing but the IMDb <laughs> rating, I will give it a 6.8. Uh, now, now I'm wondering. I hope the IMDb rating is actually not a 6.8. It's 7.5. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's joked to rate lower, yours or Jeff's fucking Hiroshima joke. One of the two. Um, um I was actually referring to Nagasaki. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> not a problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, check it out. Fantastic movie. And I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I was off the animated kick for a while, and I'm happy. I, just once in a while, you have to remind yourself how much smarter the Japanese are than you are. So I caught it. And I really don't like the yeah. sentiment that you have. I, something about this disturbs mm-hmm. me. I, 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 we'll have to figure it out. I might have to go see a doctor about it. It's tough. Like I said, it's not a, it's not easy. It's not easy. But you're gonna be susceptible to the just because they cult. put naked cartoons on televisions doesn't mean that they're better <laughs> than us, Greg. It's true. It's fan. You're you're absolutely correct. I'm sorry. I stand corrected. Um, so, <laughs> so that that's that's my that's the fantastic review I have. And again, I'm, I'm, like Jeff's, I'm I'm keeping the seal of approval for now. I'm keeping it. It's in my pocket. But uh, this is uh, brings us to the wrap of our show, the Parker Posey Play Along. James, your question was last week. 
And I, I'm still stand by my answer as being number one. But the question was, uh, what movie set prop would you like to own and and display in your home? Which I, I don't, I don't remember that being a clause of the question. You have to display. That's because you never listen to me. I don't. And uh, <laughs> moving on, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, were were there any answers that you wanted to bring up that you thought were excellent? I thought it was funny that Joshua on his own came up with the whole idol from. Raiders Lost Ark, just like me and you had thought about. Right. That there was like 15 different scenarios in our own heads on how we would display it. <laughs> it really, I would definitely set it up in some kind of trap scenario where I it would be a standing challenge for anybody that wanted to yeah, steal it awesome. that they could. But if they stole it, then they would have to keep it in similar fashion and we'd get a chance to steal it back. Um, a lot like pizzas in college. It'd be a lot like that. Uh, but the first thing when when you brought it up, I thought you were gonna pick the hat. I don't know why. I guess it was yeah. just yeah. Something about the idol. Idol just seems like a good trinket to put on display, so that's why I thought of that first. Right. No, that that's solid. Although I think Greg's answer of the uh, bowling ball from Kingpin is the best that there ever will be. <laughs> that there may ever happen ever. Um, right. Fantastic. So my question is next. I get to I get to ask the next Parker Posey play along. And this actually brings us back to the top of the show and uh, I my story about the it's Harry about Potter. Lion King, isn't it? No, it's about, it's about animated movies. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not about Hayao Miyazaki. It's not about Disney or animated movies. Uh, it's about Harry Potter, kind of. Um, the whole Homecoming story. And it sort of seemed a little festive. I guess I would have a Parker Posey, one more Parker Posey before Halloween comes. But the, the, story, the Homecoming story got me to thinking if I were to have like some kind of event based on a movie series or fictional movie, um, what movie would I pick? You know, like there's those, like, you know, there's star Trek, Trekkie fest and, you know, Lebowski fest and all kinds of things like that. I'm just talking about, you know, a house party or if you want to make it a dance homecoming, you can do that too. So you're talking a themed party basically. Yeah. My question would be, you know, and again, you, it could be for Halloween since Halloween's coming up. You've got a, you got a month to think about it. It's a perfect time. Um, if you had a party based around a movie, what movie would it be? And it's, I, I think I'm stealing the obvious answer and it's a very good answer. It's hard to avoid, but um, this is just more on the party aspect. I'm going with it's party and costume aspect. I'm going with animal house and you have, the, <laughs> you have the easy option and I'm, I'm thinking Halloween here. Cause Halloween's, you know, everyone's favorite. Um, a lot of, I think there's some easy distingu- distinguishable costumes you can go with. Toga. And that's the Toga. That's too big of a pussy to get, dress up for a real costume as one of those characters. You could easily just toga it up and show up for the party. Um, you have some obvious, you know, shout choices for music if you wanted to go with that song. Um, you could do, uh, you could do anything. You could dress up as somebody uh in toga form or you can dress up as them uh in later form any anything and it's uh, uh you could be a you could be one of the assholes you could be kevin bacon or you could uh you could be somebody cool dean wormer you could be dirt- wow. <laughs> i want to i want to be dean wormer <laughs> new plan everything dean wormer like never mind i want to be i want to be niedermeyer and i want people to shout hey niedermeyer at me all night <laughs> at yourself like in the mirror like i <laughs> no, i want other people to shout it at me <laughs> in the mirror what am i some sort of psychopath <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah like i don't know you <laughs> 
I, I think it's an easy answer. Um, but really, you could go with if you want to go with something where you just like the idea of the costumes being in play, or you just think it would be good for a party atmosphere. Either one works. I, I'm leaving it open, and uh, I just I think that's a, the easy answer, and uh, that's the one I'm taking. By the way, I don't know if it would work for a homecoming dance. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. But as, far, as, as much as I understand it, I don't think kids know what Animal House is anymore in high school. So yeah, I'm kids pretty sure that's true. Is. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to fly. But uh, right. So does anything pop into your guys' heads immediately? You guys, uh, you guys need some more time. Anything? Does it have to be practical? <laughs> no. By practical, really you mean like possible? That's great. No, I like that answer. Wait, I really what was like it? it? I missed it. Willy Wonka in the, the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. Not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. No, Johnny Depp's not allowed in my house. <laughs> I like that. No, that's a good answer. And so when you say not practical, you're you're actually thinking about inside the factory where foods like you're talking about the candy area where they're at the chocolate river and everything or what like what's the if you were to pick a set area what would you pick definitely the uh like that opening room the chocolate uh the the with the, the chocolate waterfall and the um you know living here you will see yeah there's some decent costumes in there but uh, but i think the foyer would have to um the foyer would have to be the um the the room that shrinks right yeah yeah and then maybe the bathroom could, well that, that that might not work perfectly but maybe there could be like a hallway to the bathroom that you lick and the schnozberries taste like schnozberries I was going to say, yeah, I don't want to lick stuff on the wall of the bathroom. But, but most importantly, at the end, there needs to be a Wonka Vader. <laughs> Everybody's familiar with Jeff's obsession with the Wonka yes. And of course it would come back. I just want to, I just want to. How did you not pick the Wonka Vader for my question last week? <laughs> because it's not like, I don't want a fake. I don't want the prop Wonka Vader. I want a real fucking Wonka Vader. You don't want to just taunting you like, I don't work, fucker. But right. Here. No. Yeah. I, all, all I want is a personal flotation, not flotation, but personal flight device that'll take me up, down, left, right, everywhere. I just That's like I the, want, a Vader. the description of it goes up ways and down ways and sideways. And yeah. right. I just love how it's up ways and down ways. Uh, Right, just just to just to delve into the costume idea, would you be Wonka in this? Of course, part? it's my party. Okay, yeah. and I would hire a team of Oompa Loompas <laughs> from Oompa Loompa Land. It's practically. So I assume this is all assuming that we can pull all this off somehow. I, I the set going with the set is a little. A little but like uh, costumes and stuff like right, right. assuming people show up and dress up as that all right well then all right i'll i'll stick with it and i'll just it, like candy it up i'll, I'll, right, I'll, I'll right. blow like two grand on candy right. and still those are some like those are decent characters and the costumes are you know you got violet and Wonka, charlie and somebody's gonna be I just imagine your party with like 50 people <laughs> ringing the doorbell and they're all oompa loompas <laughs> <laughs> hey how's it going hey how's it going they're all Puts. Uh, do the song again guys yeah you're assuming you're gonna get everybody involved in the dress in the costumes like you don't have to if it's something off cut like you know off the wall people will still dress up for it <laughs> i know who we get to go as a ghostess glue <laughs> <laughs> so i'll give you a hint it's john cad <laughs> i was gonna say is he in the next room all right um yeah, so you can assume by picking your movie, your movie theme, that people will dress up regardless of how outrageous it is. If you want to pick Battlefield Earth, people will dress up as Cyclos or whatever they are. It doesn't matter. They're Cyclos. Yeah. <laughs> the Cyclos. They'll be that. 
that would be a great one and everybody would just have to pause and like have maniacal laughter now and then like <laughs> i haven't i haven't seen it is that in the movie because oh my god it's great like by by like halfway through the movie you can you can anticipate the maniacal laughter and do it with them like the, it, the i've only seen it once and i you can just anticipate the maniacal laughter and do it it's it's i would only pick battlefield earth if, if guaranteed force whitaker would be there other than that i don't know if i'd want to do it but god so good. So yeah, I, I have a I have a B answer. Go ahead. If James is stalling for time, then go ahead. I don't care. Um, I I think that a um, and I I'm not I'm I don't want to sound like I'm big into the drug scene, but I think an Alice in Wonderland party would be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, That'd and you, I think you would really kind of have to uh, like and it, like do it up with some pretty weird narcotics and and make it like, um, I don't know. Like and you could have you could try and it, again within within the realm of reason you could have one one room where everything like all the furniture is tiny and one room where all the furniture is huge. God, um, that would be amazing. That would be completely amazing. Alice in Wonderland's just it's fantastic. I should go see it right now. But you could leave. <laughs> and you got White Rabbit just blasting at it, like just blowing speakers up on. White and not Rabbit. that we're drunk is not that we're druggies or anything, but you could put little pastries out that say like "Eat me, taste this," and they're different drugs, and it's just, right, right, what, exactly, yeah. whatever. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be super cool. In that scenario, would you be dressed up as Alice? Is that your is that your thing? Um, Man no, I don't. Man. I don't think Man I'd Hatter. go. I, I think I might go White Rabbit. I think I might be. Yeah, the, really? uh, uh, yeah, Mad Hatter maybe, but I, either no Cheshire could cat, almost or Cheshire same. cat, Cheshire cat. Yeah, that'd be, wow. I don't know. I didn't really think about what I would dress up as for Animal House. I guess I could go with the um, Boone, Dean Wormer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go as Mrs. Wormer when she's wearing that ridiculous like lingerie thing. Totally, I could go with the Tim Matheson like I'm in toga outfit but in tim atheson like welcome to the party because he's sort of you know the guy there at the time but yeah uh so james we've uh, delayed long enough have you thought of anything uh yeah like the snickering 14 year old than me wants me to pick porkies but i'm not gonna pick that um i'm gonna go with the muppet movie wow i would love to see everyone show up as muppets <laughs> didn't you see that it's a great answer holy shit balls yeah and then uh Who's in the original? And one asshole could come as like the, we're talking about like the 1980 yeah, Muppet movie. Dibs yes, on being yes. the peanut gallery, the old guys. I can't remember yeah, their names. Yeah. I would really lo- like. I've discussed trying to be those guys for Halloween sometime, but the problem is you'd have to just totally be on your game for jokes. I just don't know. Yeah, you have to yeah. I'm anti any costume that you have to live the costume. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fun if people could pull it off successfully. God, that would be. And awful. then someone could just show up as like the famous like real life person. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like, who are the cameos in, in the Muppet? <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Dom Deloise, you know? <laughs> just Bob Hope, like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Swedish and... chef. <laughs> God. And, we, like, by the way, uh, not that, you know, it's kind of cool, but I was uh, I was Beaker for Halloween last yeah. year. It was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It was fantastic. And uh, and there are pictures of Jeff and I side to side in our in our Halloween costumes and uh, and I believe your uh, your lovely Rasa was half Doctor Bunsen half chicken at the time. Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic. Yeah, there's a great great picture of us running around out there with Rasa wearing the Bunsen head and cracking the beaker thing, and me running around in the green man suit. And it's just <laughs> phenomenal. 
great. I need that Green Man suit back, by the it's, way. Not it's, for any it, it's like Batman suit style in my room hanging <laughs> up. So. It's in uh, like a glass case. Right. Yeah. I, put, I put like a frame inside of it, so it's always like perfectly ripped inside there. Like it's 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 sweet. Um, but yeah, um, the question again, and uh, the, you're going to listen to this and you're going to have to answer because this is big. Like if you're having a Halloween, James, I don't know if you're taking notes, but if you're having a Halloween party, this could... This could help you out. Emailing out, dude. Or if you're you're looking for a homecoming dance theme, I don't know if any. Again, I could hire a band, and they could be the freaking what is it? (laughs) Right, the the Muppet. I forget what they're called. They're like Electric Mayhem or something. Is that what it is? That's close to that. It's definitely close to that. Mayhem is animal. Mayhem. Dill could be animal. Yeah. Okay. uh, Yeah. If you want to pull this for a a dance theme too, go ahead. That that was sort of what prompted it to begin with. I didn't really go all with that, but uh, again, question is. If you had a party based around a movie, or if you want to go with the dance, uh, what movie would it be? Or what movie series, I guess, with the Harry Potter theme thing? You could. Uh, that would. That was the question. And uh, Harry it's gonna... Potter and the Half Blood Prince. <laughs> <laughs> the Order of the Phoenix is they dance Death in the Hollows, Part One only. <laughs> <laughs> We're idiots. Uh, yeah, the question will be at the boards, guggypit.com, and uh, also at the Movie Hour page on Facebook. Uh, my question's number one, or my question. My answer's number one, but I did like, <gasps> I did like, dude, things. my Alice in oh, Wonderland answer takes it to the house. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I just want to, uh, maybe Alice I am obsessed with animation, but right. So, James, Jeff, again, fantastic episode number one fifty one. Thank you so much for the input. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace. Take it easy, everybody. The one owner riders frequent flyer movie hour. We'll see you uh, next time. my game? No, 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 no. You promised me breakfast. Breakfast? Breakfast schmreakfast. Look at the score, for God's sake. I'm only in the middle of the second, and I'm winning 12 to 2. Breakfast come and go, Renee. Now Hartford, the whale, hey, they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime.